to Nota Bene. Live from Paris. Live from Paris. Whoa. Wow, it sounds great to say that, doesn't it? It does. We've never said that before in our no. lives, have we? Oh, God. Better, yeah, better than anywhere else in the world. We're here in Paris, France, and it's fucking great. What a town. Yeah. I see why people like it. I remember, God, this, must, ugh, this is aging us, but maybe five years ago, six years ago, we were here for a little fair that no longer exists called FIAC. And you were kind of down on Paris, weren't you? I I was down. I wasn't down on it. It's never been my city. Mm-hmm. I don't get around. I don't speak La France mm-hmm. or however you would say that, the language. It's just I don't I just don't know it. And I've come twice in the past 12 months and it's grown on me. I'm yeah. ready for my semester abroad here in Gay Paris. You're never too old for a semester abroad in Paris. I uh yeah, just the city feels alive. Like we talk about, we'll get into all like the fact that there's galleries and the art stuff, but it just feels like a real alive living city with real people living in it. Mm-hmm. Whereas London doesn't always feel that way to me. Just to make the comparison closely to where we just were, um, like you see lives being lived in a way that feels real and genuine, and I really like I dig that. Um, and it's fun. It's super mm-hmm. fun. There's people around. Um, I take the metro everywhere because traffic totally. is fucking. It's worse than New York or London. The traffic is fucking absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, take the tube everywhere. Yeah, I'm feeling. It. I'm having my little French girl moment. I'm here for it. We love that. So many carbs have been eaten. So many baguettes mm-hmm. with Yaman and Bear. Like just like, come on, let's put some butter and ham on a sandwich. Who thought of that? It's crazy. It's fucking it, insane. It's insane. It's it's perfect. I've been eating so much cheese. It's just just really really just. Insane. I haven't. You know, I because you're staying in an Airbnb, right? Right. I'm, so I'm in, we stock the fridge. We, yeah. We have our fromagerie downstairs. They know us now. Uh, we've basically gone through the entire. Selection. I love to hear. That. I love that for you guys mm-hmm. and your family. I yeah. love that you're here with 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 Lady and Lucy. I think it's so great. My parents are here as well. Um, yeah, I'm missing my family. I will say it's been almost two weeks. Um, and I miss the kiddos and the wife incredibly, and I wish they were here. But yeah, so I'm in the world's uh, the smallest hotel room I've stayed in in years. Um, they're very nice. Very nice, but you're in the heart of the Marais, like a little on, bit this- too much of the heart for me. Um, <laughs> there's no drawers in this hotel room, Nate. I've, I've, had a, I've had a crisis of where to put my undies and socks because there's no drawers. But they're super nice. There's like I showed up. I was like, uh, and what time do I need to drop off my laundry to get it done? They're like, huh? R- laundry? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's I was like, you know, there. my shirt's pressed. <laughs> no, here's... And they're like, no, 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 no. No, they sort it for me. They found some guy to come pick up all my stuff and get it done. Ridiculously expensive, but like it had to happen. Um, so really, really nice. I stayed here in this particular hotel because it's, uh, according to Google Maps, an eight-minute walk to Barry's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how many times I've been to Barry's in Paris so far this week? Oh, God. How many? Zero. Zero. But that's okay, because we're in Paris. Yeah, know? I'm having a little paraformis issue. That's the butt cheek, for those that are wondering. And uh, I think I overdid <laughs> it in London. Term. I pushed myself. Uh, I'm, I overtrained. And so now I'm on the DL. So I'm just eating bread. I'm eating ham. I'm eating anything they put in front of me. Patisseries or pastries from the patisseries. Um, and uh, God knows what it's doing to my body, but I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean... Thinking back to London, you know, some nice dinners, some some fun times, but I, I think I've been eating like a, like a like a a dolphin here. I've had so many good meals. Yeah, so they're all very long though. I mean, lunch doesn't need to be close to two hours. It yeah. kind of eats the day a bit. Dinner pushes four hours often. Easy, easy. Yeah. Um, but it's very enjoyable. But it's like you know the time in between courses. Um, enough of a travelogue. Enough of my Emily in Paris moments. I think people are here. Uh, you know, in a way, uh, for the art. Um, and the travel, and the food. Mm-hmm. Um, we both showed up here on Saturday, I believe. I know I did. Yep. 
got here on the Eurostar, which was packed with rugby fans, which is nightmare, bro. Nightmare. <laughs> Absolute nightmare. So I, I booked too late, so I couldn't get anything but the coach, which is fine. Saved me a bunch of money. Um, No, no problem. I have basic needs for a fucking two and a half hour train ride. And I love the Eurostar. It's incredible. But yeah, my train was packed with rugby fans and they weren't really drunk or even drinking very much. I mean, it was 730 in the morning, but they were so loud and so boisterous, Nate. I couldn't like I couldn't read. I couldn't do anything. I was having like a like a, a mental episode. Like I had the headphones in with the noise canceling. It wasn't helping. It was just this dull roar that was constant. And it was like a sense. I think it might be how like some autistic people might feel mm-hmm. when they're like just like there's just too much going on and they're right. freaking out. I was in that moment. Didn't love that for me. I took a twelve thirty, and they were drinking by then. I bet they were. The guy in front of me, I think, crushed like seven Carlsbergs or whatever. I mean, it's not that long of a train ride. This guy was like... That's just, a lot of Carlsbergs for two and a half for the train from London to Paris. Yeah, I'm shocked that my daughter slept through that. Unbelievable. Look, babies are incredible. Babies yeah. are incredible. Especially lady babies. Um, rolled here, uh, you know, dealt with the hotel and was like a little bit weirded out. Um, and then I hit the ground running and tried to see as many galleries uh, here in the Marais as I could. I forget how successful I was. That feels like a lifetime ago. But I saw some stuff. Yeah, uh, I I also tried to hit a few things when I got in on Saturday. Uh, the the big event that night though was the opening of the new Hauser and Wirth Gallery, maybe their 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 thirtieth gallery globally, not quite, but seems like it. And I will say again, we touched on this uh, a little bit on the last pod. I've been accused of having a slight anti Hauser bias. We're not anti Hauser. We're not, not anti anyone. I love those guys. I love what they do. Love their travel. Me too. Um, but I will say this gallery, uh, in the heart of the eighth, like in that fancy shopping district, <laughs> is the most beautiful space they have. It is almost, I would say, a perfect gallery. It really is. It's it's. <laughs> Wonderfully proportioned, the very high ceilings in the main gallery, and then a very elegant upstairs. Like you said, right uh, in the middle of the Avenue Matignon shopping district, where uh, you know the I think the flagship homes of some of the world's most beloved best fashion bands, brands. best bands. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the the space is incredible. We'll get to the show in half a second. I, did you get a full tour of like the upstairs, the offices, and stuff? You know, what? I I didn't because I got there for the opening uh, when it was kind of crazy. I, I had to go earlier to look at some pictures and make some. Uh, I wouldn't even call them selections. Some some begging lists, um, and I, but I got a full tour of like the back rooms, the showrooms, and the offices. Which like, I'm ready to be transferred over. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like so beautiful, so airy, and there's a beautiful balcony just off where all the offices are. Um, as one of my American friends that is, has a senior role at the gallery, it's like, and they're just out there all day smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it's Paris. It's Paris. It's uh, Paris. Um, and the show is just incredible. Hot on the heels of the opening of his traveling retrospective at the Whitney Museum a few weeks ago. Um, this is the best, one of the best gallery shows by Henry Taylor I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the gallery did a really good job at working with Henry to edit down his his voluminous and his exuberant output in a way that really focused your eye to the themes uh, that he's working with, as well as his fantastic use of color and brushstroke. It's just an incredible, incredible show. The main room with like just three or four paintings and a couple of sculptures is just, it's divine. Mm -hmm. Really, really incredible. Um, You know, coming off the heels of the amazing show at the Whitney, I think that people were, you know, just really wowed by just like the, yeah, the quality of the work, you know, it, it, it just it was a stunning gallery show. 
killer show. I uh, I then went and did a little bit of uh, kind of change ruski, a wash and a change. Got dressed up for the big opening. Didn't make it back to the gallery for the opening. I spent a bunch of time there already. LinkedIn build with a number of people. Spencer Lewis, um, uh, our friend uh, Jules de Ballancourt was there wow. in the afternoon. Hung out with Rashid Johnson for a long time, uh, discussing satirical choices. Uh, right. Came back here for the change. You went to the opening. Who was at the opening? Like all the usual suspects, I would presume. All the usual suspects. It was jam packed. I mean, you know, I, I think that what was so funny was like as you round the corner there, you see all the the fancy stores, and you know, there's a mob of people outside as if it was some kind of a drop or something. You know, like 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 you know this this gallery. It's close to you know Christie's and you know where White Cube has their space, but it, it's really it holds the block on its own kind of in terms of other galleries. 100%. I will say, as I was leaving in the afternoon, uh, in advance of the opening, walking down the street to, to the metro station, uh, I did run into sauntering down the street one Mr. Henry Taylor. Oh, that's and got, great. got the hug in, got the, oh, like, oh, ah, ah, what's going on, dude? It was <laughs> awesome. It was fucking great. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I saw Wade Guyton walking down the street the other day. I mean, like, it, it, Paris is crazy. Yeah, cr- Wade's, it, Wade's it, looking know. good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's it's nuts out here. I think Wade's hitting Barry's, too. Yeah. Um. It is nuts. Um, so then uh, we reconvened, or I reconvened with you at the opening celebration, the mm-hmm. sort of standing dinner-esque party in a really cool nightclub with an incredibly debaucherous history. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was it called? It's called La, La Bandouche. La Bandouche. And it used to be, uh, I, I talked to, to one party goer who had come in her youth. Um, it used to just be like the last stop of the night kind of place, you know? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it would get crazy. Like there was a, a pool um that opened up at a certain hour and people could just jump in the pool i don't know what was in that pool. i wouldn't jump in that pool but everyone did it i love to hear it yeah so it was in the the beginning of the evening was in like this main kind of ground level space oh some atriums for the smokers which is everyone in paris um some food being passed everyone i mean i i can't do the list but everyone was there that was mm-hmm. in paris was at this thing yeah it was like really loud like it was like the like there was like a light show that was like kind of like sent me into a semi-epileptic kind of state um, mm-hmm. But super cool. Tons of it was being passed, but enough food. A lot of caviar. Lot, yeah, a lot of caviar. A lot of uh, uh, you know little little nibbles. Mm-hmm. Um, super fun. Uh, saw everyone. Uh, hung out with Laura Hopman for a bit, who reminded me that I tried to turn. Uh, I had turned her on to the work of Henry Taylor. Uh, years ago, when we were both at the New Museum, I proposed a show at the New Museum that was summarily uh, not <laughs> approved. Oh man, was Oops. that was that after the PS One show? No, way before, right? Way before that. I saw Peter Ely, who I think helped curate that show at PS1. Well, of course, you know, my friend uh, uh, Joel Messler, Mm -hmm. who's in town, we'll get to that in a minute, um, he represented uh, Henry Mm -hmm. in New York. And so I'd met Henry through that and been exposed to the work back when Joel had Rental Gallery way back in the day. I think it was called Untitled at the time. No, it was called Rental before it was called Untitled. Oh, right, Rental, yeah. Um, and then mess on a few. Anyway, that's old history. It was a fun night. And then I didn't stay for this part. I went and took a peek, but then they opened up the downstairs nightclub where the pool still is. And yeah. it was like a kind of scene. It was maybe it was cool. I don't know. There's a lot of old people down there for this kind of vibe for me. Yeah. I mean, it was the old guard, which was kind of cool. I mean, I ran into the great critic Jason Farrago who uh, said that we were the youngest people in the room, which might have been true. Yeah, Jason was, was on fire. I had, a, I, had an, I had a nice stop and chat with him upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great to have him in Paris. Of course, his French is excellent. Oh, it's, really? Oh, yeah, it's really good. I might need him later today. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, so that was the first day. Sunday, I decided, you know, it, I'd been in Europe for a full week at that point. 
I had been going every museum in London, you know, all the galleries. I decided to take a, a, a little bit of a scenic route to my Sunday, and I went way to the north of the city. I forget the neighborhood to this amazing, uh, to call it a flea market is to kind of sh- uh, storage container shops oh, yeah? that sell absolutely everything, antiques, books, goods for the home, Very cool. old children's toys. I mean, it went on for blocks and blocks and blocks. I was looking for certain things I didn't find uh, or didn't find the right examples of, uh, but, you know, clothing, you know, all these great, like, actual French workers, smockers, coats, like shops that just sold those. Damn. Um, it was like, it was pretty incredible and then stopped and had like a lunch. And for me, it's really fun. As, as some, and it stopped at a place where it was like, I was the only fucking American as far as I could tell, only non-French person or at least person not speaking French. It's always a fun game. What I think I ordered and then what shows up on the lunch plate and see what that difference is. Mm, uh, always a good game. time. Always fun a good game. time. And it like that lunch stretched on far too long because it was just a bistro. Mm-hmm. Um, but full of French families having like their Sunday lunch. It was pretty cool vibe. Um, and then came back into the city and I don't remember what I did. I know I tried to go to some more galleries, but I definitely stopped at the Muse d'Art de Modern de Paris to mm-hmm. see the iteration of the Dana Schutz exhibition, which was quite strong. Uh, yeah, I, I went and saw it uh, two days ago. And incidentally, I walked in at the same time as the artist and, and Dana Uh very very nicely came over and said hello and complimented me on my coat. Oh, that's not, your coat is very nice. Your overcoat, Lucy. Lucy, all credit to Lucy who got me this wonderful Obviously. new coat. And and Dana, very nicely complimented. The show is spectacular. Did you take Lady to see the show? No, Lady hasn't seen it yet. She will. Okay. Um, I had to do a quick spin through uh, solo, but yeah, amazing show. Uh, probably the best Dana Schutz show I've ever seen. Well, I mean, it's a it's a full museum. I guess yeah. you call it a survey. It's not a retrospective. Mm-hmm. She's in the in the meat of her career, but uh, incredible show. I'm trying to forget what else was at the Museum de Art de Mardin and that Nicholas I really like. Nicholas is the stall, an artist. This is actually I got into mm-hmm. a long talk about this. Just an artist that I have never really uh, known very well. Like I know what it is. We but... were talking to Stall Head the other day. Yeah, 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 we were, and to see his and basically his entire output, which is a very condensed like 15 year period. Um, uh, incredible. He was a, a Russian immigrant who ended up in uh, in Paris uh, after kind of the, the Bolshevik Revolution. Um, incredible work, this Payne Henley, and a real evolution over those 15 years, but a wild life. I mm. mean, he's like rolling around in a van, driving around Europe with like his wife and his mistress and like their family. Crazy. Um, crazy stuff. Um, uh, sadly ends up uh, committing suicide, but a great show. Really mm-hmm. sealed the deal for me. I'm into it now. Yeah. On Sunday, I went to the opening of... Uh, Stuart Shave's new Outpost of Modern Art here in Paris, which uh, quite elegant little show, group show, uh, work uh, from his uh, gallery roster. Did you get a chance to see that? I did. I didn't see it that day, but I went. What a beautiful, beautiful space. And mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, he's such a tasteful man and such a tasteful program and such mm-hmm. a tasteful space. It's really incredible. Really good shit. Like, like, it's just one of those shows where you're like, damn, it's like if this were in New York, everyone would go fucking nuts, you know? Like, it, it just like really, really strong stuff. Um, and then below that, there was a show of work organized um, by uh, Patricia Marshall, Right. Well, in Patricia Marshall's space, but right. organized by Lauren Tashin, right. I believe. Well, that's what I was going to say. Lauren Tashin put together a show. A lot of artists that we know and love. I think it was all American artists, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Uh, in Patricia Marshall's elegant space, uh, overlooking one of the the, the busiest uh, little intersections, right by the the Pont Lama, mm-hmm. uh, right over the Seine. I mean, you know, this is this is just some good shit right here. You know, like we're really living it. It's really crazy. Yeah, 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 it was incredible. Um, and then after that, I went to the opening of Peter Doig's exhibition at the Musée d'Orsay. 
That was something. That show is incredible it's as well. Unbelievable. And the opening was everyone was kind of just like mouths agape walking through there. Like no one was really sure if they were allowed to go to the museum <laughs> after hours. Like the state government had to shut it down. You know, uh, Peter was introduced by some very serious looking French official. They did not speak in English. Um, <laughs> it was it was quite amazing. How's Doig's French? <laughs> <laughs> he mumbled some stuff. I, I, I think that he tried. You know, he didn't okay. Do listen, that, I, I, I respect that. Um, d- were you able to sneak down into the Van Gogh exhibition while you were there for this? I, I was not. I have not seen it yet, unfortunately. Okay, I did go to see it. Um, thanks for to the Sotheby's preferred card because it was an absolute madhouse, and that like you just cut all the lines. It's like they look at you with like such respect. Like that program of theirs is pretty special. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't ruined it yet. Um, shout, out, shout out Charlie. <laughs> um, no, I by the way, I didn't. That the he and that was not charlie for okay. the record um and uh uh who's who's popping around paris yeah um, he's around but it was such like it wasn't a great art viewing experience a really cool show but like there's so many people in there the museums are so packed here mm-hmm. with the general population yeah i felt kind of shitty like skipping the very long line to get into the musée d'art moderne the other day but you know time is of the essence here like yeah. we, got, we got to skip the lines. Yeah, no, for sure, sure, for sure. I did kind of skip my way uh, into lingerie to see the Magdaliani show. Oh yeah, how was that? Did I say that right? Yeah, Magdaliani. Yeah, yeah. Um, incredible, mm-hmm. incredible. What a life! What a group of pictures. That was in, that was fantastic. I mean, obviously, I started as you have to with the water lilies upstairs at lingerie because you know. Come on, what the fuck? You're in Paris, man. And it was early in the morning. This was like 11 a.m. just as they opened, I think, and it wasn't too busy. And like the moments with some of those um, Waterloo paintings was special. But yeah, the, the Mag- uh, Magliani was incredible. Mm-hmm. I got to go see that tomorrow for sure. Uh, what else have we been seeing in town? I mean, I'm trying to think. I got I to open my phone to see what else I did on Sunday. What was my dinner on Sunday night? Um, I, I just like had dinner with Lucy at the Little Bistro. It was perfect. I got an enormous steak that cost like a fraction of what you would pay in New York. Oh, that's really nice. That's a really nice thing to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, hunting, through my, I'm hunting through my photos here to remember what I was doing. There's lots of pictures of food in here. <laughs> <laughs> like I would say, like too many, even by my standards. Never um, too many. Oh, I went and had a a a, a lovely, lovely dinner with uh, just a couple of friends uh, that are involved with the Scarstead Gallery mm-hmm. uh, and their artist Yana, who has a big show up right now um, at Scarstead. That's incredible. That's great. And then Yana on, on to Monday, I went to uh, a little little spot run by tiny little collector here named Francois Pinot. Um, he's got, I don't know if you know about this. I've never heard of this guy. Who is he? Uh, you know, he's a collector. Anyway, he's got. That's Monsieur Pinot to you, sir. True. Uh, Monsieur Pinot, uh, has arranged for an incredible Mike Kelly show, uh, at his museum, the Bourse de Commerce. And, uh, did you get a chance to see it? Fuck yeah, I did, man. It's banging. It's crazy. It's I mean, so I, I don't, I don't even want to talk about it. His import uh, in American art and beyond. Uh, I hope a lot of people get to see the show. I think he isn't talked about enough. Um, the radicality of his practice and this show really um, tracked some of that early work in an incredible way. Um, and what else is the boost? There's a couple other cool shows there. Great Lee Lozano show. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Oh my god! The Lee Lozano show. Talk about radical. Talk about a radical artist. Mm. Those paintings are so much better than anything else you see. Yeah, they're 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 so crazy, uh, and she yeah. erased herself from the world as her final work. Mm-hmm. She disappeared in America. Yeah, um, it's incredible. 
I know. I've always I, I love the work, of course, but I've always been a fan of her diaries, which were reprinted and are sold pretty widely in bookstores. I know that they have them at the Karma Bookstore in the East Village. I bet you they had them at the at the at the Bosta Commerce gift shop. They, they did. Uh, they make really good gifts, actually, because like you give them to someone, they're like, "What the fuck is this?" And you're just like, "Read it. It's this artist, Lozano's. Oh, that's a great diary. idea. I love that. Um, and it's just she she just talks shit on everyone. It's so fun. It's like uh, a kind of like bitchier female gaze version of like the Warhol Diaries kind of but I highly recommend uh, picking up one of those uh, just to dip in every once in a while Ah, love to hear that yeah, love to hear that great. Um, yeah the, the, those shows I mean are incredible I just that space is incredible mm-hmm. the, the whole enjoyment I had a crepe on my way there which was also oh, incredible nice. Uh, this dude on the yet. street with a cart and it like it was like it, sometimes they're like pre-made and you're like what the fuck this guy had it down to watch him was mm-hmm. a work of art in and of itself um uh yeah, just in, in, like an incredible ballet of hands and efficient movement. Did you go savory or sweet? Uh, I went sweet, but with honey, mule. Okay, cool. Love it. Love a crepe moment. Yeah, you I know? don't think Nutella is like really for me. Like, it's just palm seed oils and stuff. I don't need that. Sure, life. sure. Get that out of you. Of course. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so Busco Mars. And then that night, I then went and saw like all the galleries in the Marais. I'm not going to elucidate them all. There's mm-hmm. some fantastic shows. Um, the Eliza Douglas show is incredible. Uh-huh. Um, I, I love the Delcy Morella show at Marion Goodman. Do you that show is absolutely it? beautiful. Uh-huh. Really, really. I mean, the installation downstairs is is one of the one of the more memorable gallery moments in Paris, I would say. Um, did you see this great uh, show called Get Rich or Die Trying? You know what? I haven't seen it yet. I wanted to check it out. I don't know Tell who me. these people are, but they're dope and they have tastes like me. It's a show that has an incredible Nate Loman Marilyn painting in it, oh. but also work by Miriam Kahn, Daniel Richter, who's having a huge moment, mm-hmm. Stephen Shear, who's having oh, a dope yeah. moment. Uh, yeah. Always, like forever. Um, and Justine Nurberger, which is a, a practice that was not familiar to me. Really, really cool show. Love that. I ended up uh, kind of like hanging out for a long time though for the opening of mama anderson at zverner mm-hmm. um like an incredible space and incredible show and like there were just great people there uh, sure. with lucas for a bit um you know uh and and for me most importantly for my enjoyment my buddy joel messler shows up Love uh, it. like joel in paris is like a brilliant beautiful uh uh thing like made me so happy yeah um and hanging out with him and erica Samuels, and we were just like yammering away chatting away um that's great uh, christine from zorner gave us a tour of all the back rooms and everything they have on view in the offices and stuff and we were there for a good solid hour just gapping it up that's um, wonderful and connecting and then came back here i like to have a change before dinner that's just who i am especially sure. in europe i like to go from a more casual to a dinner ready look and went to this old school incredible restaurant called giraffe which is organized by the kordansky galleries and fun. uh super fun like great people um i was seated with matu pere a uh, great artist in the program um arm letter was a couple of people down for me didn't really get a chance to chat with him too too much he's always uh, in the mix in Paris. yeah and okay. our buddy lawrence chandler uh came with and like he was a great addition to the table mm-hmm. um for sure he's got some stories yeah i and, you know he he come because i saw he was in como on the insta and i was like dude what's up you coming to paris you should be here and he just fucking hopped an easy jet and he was here it was great oh that's uh, love i love europe it. love europe so amazing uh incredible Shout out, Lawrence. Uh, I, I made my way through the Marais well on Monday. Saw the incredible Wade Guyton show at Chantel Courcel. Oh, oh, hold. Stop the presses. Stop. I can't believe I haven't. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fanboy, so allow me to fanboy out. Um, they also had a, a great uh, uh, Jean-Luc Moulet show in the main space, but they've taken over. Um, this is the Chantal Crucelle Gallery. Has taken over the second floor, for a, a, just for the show, basically. Mm. 
and Wade, in such an amazingly brilliant counterpoint to his show at Matthew Marks right now, has returned to his roots, which is an interest in paper and books and reproduce ability. And he's taken this amazing monograph of paintings um, that was one of the first big monographs by an artist and was even updated as a catalog exhibition. Um, and intervened on the pages and scattered them throughout the, this incredible, incredible, I guess you call it a Beau Arts era space. That space is so, so beautiful. And the work is, is so good. And just to see him return to the roots and to mm. read that against the new work, um, fucking killer show. Yeah, there's amazing. A mostly they're sold in sets. There's a couple single works and I really want one for myself and I just can't do it today. I, t- I, I took the really elegant invite that they made. I might just like frame that. It's oh, like, yeah. Oh, I like the way you think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I I also managed to find time to grab a, a quick couple of, of martinis at our old haunt, Harry's New York Bar, with the great art, uh, great writer Ezra Marquez, who's in town. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's a great person to have a drink with at mm-hmm. fucking Bar Americana. No, yeah, uh, really, really spectacular. He had never been. He was obviously blown away. Um, that was a nice little interlude before I went to the opening of. The new show by the artist duo named known as Tarwook at White Cube. Uh, Tarwook represented by the great Matthew Brown Gallery in Los Angeles. There was a big dinner across the street at Gigi, which is this elegant sort of boom boom room esque space, very golden, very well lit, beautiful view of Paris. That was a big dinner. Uh, I was I was seated at the artist table, which was quite nice. Um, Carol Bouvet was in attendance. Uh, oh, well. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a friend of the artist, which is very cool. Um, that was nice. Um, and yeah, just like ate a lot of delicious nibbles there. I want to go back in time for a second to just just that dinner I had at Giraffe. There was a lot of highlights. Oh yeah, but tell for me, me one of the, for me one of the biggest highlights, other than like incredible food and this view of the Eiffel Tower, was in the bathrooms. They had these. Um, Soap dispensers. They were like big brass balls, uh, weighted balls. You kind of turned liquid soap. You turned it over, uh, and it was counterweighted. Soap came out, and I was I was like talking about this at the table, and and uh, my friend Cecile, who is uh, you know who knows Paris very well, was like, oh yeah, those are by Bouli, this great shop. Have you never been to Bouli? And I was like, no, I don't do Paris. She's like, you need to go. It's like a perfumery, uh, like sort of like San, San Maria de Novella, like in, in Florence, like that kind of vibe. And so she's like, you need to go. And I went, and it was the most incredible store, and I would encourage you to go there. Maybe bring Lucy, get Sick. some little soaps. They do this, this packaging for them. I got a really weird toothpaste that is like ginger flavored. I'm no idea if it's cleaning my teeth, but it tastes incredible, and the packaging <laughs> is like out of control. Sorry for that little interlude, but I, I would be remiss not to share with the listeners that mm. find. Amazing. I think that uh, we haven't yet mentioned a, a major show at the brand new um, Lafayette Anticipation, which is the gallery's Lafayette uh, permanent exhibition space, which they've been building for years. And I, years. Ju- I just went there yesterday. I don't know what they are, but it is, that's a non for profit. Well, it's a department store, oh. Galleries Lafayette. Uh, very, very big department store. They've been investing in the arts for years and years. They've done little mini shows in their department stores before, but this is their exhibition space that they've been building for years in the heart of the Marais. It looks elegant. It's amazing. The Art Basel press uh, conference was actually there, which uh, was quite nice. Um, and there's a, sh- a show by our friend, uh, the great painter Issy Wood. It's an incredible show of Izzy's paintings. Absolutely stunning. Like a little bit of every body of work. But for me, the most interesting was 
just about every painting has a wall label with all the usual info and then a quote from Izzy speaking about that work or that body of work and the subject she approaches and why she approaches them. And I felt like I learned so much about her and how her mind works, at least in relation to art and painting, but maybe even beyond. Um, I thought it was a really, really smart and eloquent way to present an artist's work where I feel like I know so much more about the paintings that I thought I knew about mm -hmm. um, in a much deeper and more nuanced and textured way. Issy is, if you don't know, a quite remarkable writer. Uh, you know, She's published a lot of her writing online. Um, you know, If you know her, she's an incredibly funny, witty, and deeply intelligent person, and it comes through in her writing. And so to have some snippets of that on the wall, I think was a brilliant choice. It just like sort of like makes the exhibition thrum even more. Um, and I, I was just like laughing to myself as I was reading. It was such an enjoyable sort of... It was laughing. Yeah. It was like a little bit, you know, touching and sad, some of mm -hmm. them, or, or, or deep. Um, and a great show of her work. Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of favorites that I think I was sending you as I was going through the show because I was just freaking out. Uh, there's a great painting of a dog it's called Opium Over the Holidays. Yep. The dog's name is Opium. <laughs> and someone had to look after it, uh, uh, I believe Vanessa, over the holidays, as I, if I recall correctly. Yeah, ex exactly. Um, there's some incredible uh, you know, work on velvet that she's uh, very well known for, some car interiors. There is the uh, work of, of her painting on furniture that was shown, I think, at the Freeze London Fair last year. And the wall label indicates it's uh, from... The Robert Sheffield collection. What up, Robbie? <laughs> I thought he was coming to Paris. I haven't seen I know. him. I, I think he got distracted. Yeah. Um, and then another a new new painting from the collection of the artist called Lena Gets My Invite. So good. Unbelievable. So good. It is a painting of Lena Dunham holding her invite to her show at the Michael Werner Gallery. Yeah, and noting that she very rarely comes to anything that she's invited to, uh, but that she would send like that photograph. I mean, like, Izzy. like, like, Izzy's just operating on a higher fucking level. This is crazy. It's so good. I'm very excited. I will get to it, but I had to extend my trip. I was supposed to leave today, but and I didn't extend it just for this podcast, although it's a, a nice uh, win. Um, is he's doing a music performance? Her there. second ever live show ever. Um, Do you know I, what time that is? It's at seven p.m. Okay, perfect. Sharp. Don't miss it. She might come on a few minutes later. She said, but seven. Okay, I'm pretty excited for that. I'm very excited. Um, I guess we should get into the 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 exhibitions in terms of not just at museums. Um, starting off with Tuesday's Paris Internationale. Mm -hmm. Delightful little fair. Super love. I love the vibe. There mm -hmm. wasn't that much for me there. There were some highlights. Um, usually it's like friends, but um, the Lomex booth I thought was incredibly, incredibly good. Uh, the What Pipeline booth was incredible. Oh yeah, the very good. Gallery. They had Nolan Simon, and then I actually acquired one of these works by an artist that was totally new to me. This guy Bruno Zhu. Uh, right. Yeah, I was this, into that. Yeah, really, really cool boxes, and there's a bunch of great stuff. Um, um some great. Eiji Shin at uh, Gaga, the great yep. uh, Los Angeles and Mexico City gallery. I, read... I think Guadalajara now, maybe, too. And Guadalajara, that's right. Yes, of course. Um, I, I enjoyed the Dios Chapman at Todd Von Ammon's great space in Washington, D.C., Von Ammon Co. Yeah, I saw this. I didn't say what's up to Todd, though. That was what I meant. But just what in up, general, Todd? the energy in that space, this cool like building that's under renovation, stripped down to the concrete kind of studs. Mm -hmm. um, super cool. People were ha excited to be there. I saw the Hortz roll through hoovering yep. up all the gear no doubt at a 40 percent discount probably maya hoffman was was, was rolling oh, i around. didn't see maya that's mm -hmm. cool um carolyn bourgeois was there the great curator i rolled around with martin klosterfelder so we had like a stop and chat every five feet mostly in german <laughs> Lo love the german stop and chat yeah no, it was great it's great because he introduces me to all these cool people mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, great, great fair. Definitely check it out if you're. I sent a good a good friend just kind of reached out to me because he's in town. The great um, Costa Rican chef James Kelly, uh, who has a great restaurant in Santa Teresa, and he's like, "Hey, I'm in town. What art should I go see?" And I was like, "You're gonna love Paris International. That's like right in your totally right in your wheelhouse." Um, and then on uh, Tuesday evening, I had the pleasure of attending a little little art opening uh, in in the, in the Bois, which is the the forested region um, of the city. The Fondation Louis Vuitton. Oh, never heard of it. Had a, a, it's, a, it's a nice little space, you know. Who di- who designed it? Some like up and coming architect. <laughs> um, it's, obviously Frank Gehry designed it. Frank O'Gary to you. Okay, sure. Um, and what one of my favorite things I've been there a number of times, but in the stairwell there's like a little mini exhibition about the design of the space, and you see Frank's initial sketches, and <laughs> it just looks like he took a, a pen and just went. And then it was like, build that. That's what we call star architecture, baby. <laughs> it's it's amazing. I put it on my Instagram I, without any context, uh, just because I love it so much. Um, yeah, I, I I had the pleasure of going to the opening of the Mark Rothko show at the Louis Vuitton Foundation, and it is really really amazing. I'm I. It looks like a sublime experience. The other upside of me having to extend my stay here in the City of Light was that I'm going to go see that as soon as we get done with this freaking podcast. Oh, you should be. Incredibly excited. Um, from- I'm just going alone. I'm just, I just just want to like go solo it and right. walk around it. Um, um, so Christopher Rothko uh, said that there has never been a show of his father's work ever staged like this and probably never again, just given the uh, amount of insurance that's required to have all of these works in one room, not to mention having them shipped. Uh, there's 115 works, and there are some rooms that are just unbelievably sublime. Um I I really highly recommend seeing it. If yeah, you're I think in retrospect I could have finagled myself an invite. I just sure. didn't, I didn't send any texts because like I don't know I don't like looking thirsty, but I should have because it looked like well, a pretty special Tuesday special was a, event. was a busy night. There was a lot of traffic. It took a long time to get out there. You know there are other times to see it, but this is the only time that you could see it. Avec Monsieur Arnaud, as as I did, and he was looking fantastic in his Christian Dior suit. No doubt, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I, I missed that, but I did have, actually, I would say, a really incredible, incredible friends dinner, and I'm more and more into these dinners that are just, like, with buddies, with some mm-hmm. friends. Um, I'm not sure if you'd want me to mention him on the pod or not, but, J.A., I want to thank you for inviting me to, like, a great group of, like, Los Angeles people. Is a big music industry guy from Los Angeles who secured a table at Bistro Paul Burt. One of my favorite places. I Fuck love it. Paul Burt. It slapped it's so hard. Great. It slapped really hard, and I went, incredibly hard yeah you got the the steak yeah i got i got the apuav uh, like how could i not i asked the i asked the waitress like should i get the pork or the, the apuav? you and get she, the apuav. She looks at me, she's like apuav. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really good it, it's one of my favorite uh dishes in this city honestly i'm bummed that i couldn't go yeah we even had some veggies on the side which was nice for my system the frites were incredible yeah. Someone at the table asked for a ketchup with the fries that was not treated with Were kindness. they like kicked out of the restaurant and the city? That's like kind of like asking for ketchup in Chicago on a hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was not okay. Arguably worse. I'd um, say definitely worse. Um, a highlight for me, in addition to the sparkling conversation, was the dessert. Uh, everyone's like, no, no, not for me. It's like, oh, for me, yes, please. <laughs> They're also sucking down red wine like it's going out of style, and I was on the D.C. train. Um, but I had this Paris breast that was- Of course you did. <laughs> Come on. You went for the fucking Paris breast, didn't you? Of course. What else am I going to order there? Oh. Um Wow. Although the tartine also looked incredible, uh, which our friend Jason Corey had. Um, and uh, yeah, that was just incredible. It set me up for like, 
a deep and I wouldn't say super restful sleep because of all the fat and sugar in my system, but I went down hard, which was great because we had a busy next morning with a 10 a.m. fair opening, which I prefer to the London 11 a.m. Um, mm-hmm. 10 a.m. means you can get most of it done like by the lunch hour. I know. It, it, I also found it quite nice. And it was very, very well attended even at 10 a.m. I, I walked in uh, a few minutes late, had breakfast with, with the fam, um, immediately saw Clement, who is the head of the Paris Fair. Uh, for, you know, I saw earlier in the week was so thankful that that we were here. What a, what a wonderful guy he used to run Perry International and has just been a a, a friend of of our friend circle for a long time. And it's always great to link with that guy. You know, really, really passionate, wonderful dude. Um, yeah, it was jam packed as soon as I got there. It was crazy. You know? yeah, yeah, it was it was packed. I showed up about fifteen minutes late. I took the metro. I got a little bit turned around and I had to change trains, but love the metro in this town it's so comfortable it's so easy i love to look at the people um and get a sense of the city anyway yeah the, the fair was packed i would say a little too packed the aisles like for my taste mm-hmm. for trying to do business um got some transactions done some incredible work i mean just you know keying off of the opening of rothko the night before obviously the pace had a whole booth that was about mark rothko and mm-hmm. other artists kind of in line with his vision of the sublime um but it was obviously headlined by uh, a uh, 40 million dollar rothko that they are trying to sell from the collection of tom lee tom lee thank Tom's you lee. yeah uh, uh who uh who committed suicide i guess last year has it ever come out like what that was about there was some reporting uh i recall i i, I don't exactly remember the details you'll have to i'll there's a theme of self-harm in this episode that I'm not really down with. It's like the third mention of, of someone who's, right, who's taken well, their own yeah, life. Yeah, but it's, it's okay. Thanks to yeah. Paris. It's a city of depressives in a way. Right. Um, anyway, the, but the, that, that painting was incredible. I don't think they sold it. Um, there yeah. were a number of like high-money high secondary items. I was really interested, surprised, and happy to see a wonderful Mike Kelly memory wear mm-hmm. on the booth of David Kordansky. I noticed that as did, well. Which they did sell That's great. Uh, uh, in the opening days of the fair. I don't think they'd mind me selling that. I won't quote the price. Um uh, incredible work and really cool in the context of their California heavy exactly. program. Uh, and I think an artist that was very important to a lot of people in the in 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 the gallery program. Definitely very important to to Dave himself, who unfortunately uh, isn't here, which is a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean everything else. It was I. I gotta say I don't want to do too much compare and contrast, but like it's a better fair than Freeze right now in terms of the quality of the artwork on display. Full yeah, stop. I don't I I don't feel the need necessarily to pit them against each other just because like, you know, I had a great time in London. Um there was so much amazing stuff to see as we, you know, recapped in the last episode. Um this has been a remarkable two week swing, I think, for both of us. I'm so tired. I I'm also tired, but I'm also just like invigorated. Yeah, it looks like, like I, we're, I, we're we're still going. We're only halfway through this bad boy. Exactly. We're forty minute mark. Um and you know, sure, Freeze is a different fair, especially right now with Basel in Paris. Um, but this this was a different kind of fair. I mean, like this was very... It's just a higher level. It's a Basel yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, and I, I have to compare and contrast because it's my job, right? Sure. To like, where should we, you know, focus our firepower, our time, our energy? Um, and it's just a different level of work. And, and I will say just like on the m- more macro level, it's really hard to have these two fairs so close to each other for the galleries to determine, you know what level of work to bring Mm -hmm. because you can't have like the the best stuff for both it's just not there's just not enough good artwork out there Mm -hmm. especially on the secondary market level but i think even on the primary level um from artist studios and just they save the big guns for paris for whatever reason obviously there's more americans here like you you don't need to read the art newspaper or listen to us to know that um americans love coming to paris Mm -hmm. bed bugs didn't scare too many of them away either i don't think no uh, thankfully though we could have predicted this the bed bug thing was the hoax so yeah
fa- there's a lot of fake news going on right now. I won't get into it. Right. But, you yeah. Know, maybe exactly. Maybe uh, investigate more deeply before you repost things, people. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, the fair was banging. Did you have any uh other booth highlights? I know. I mean, there was a lot of remarkable things there. Um. You know, I'm really interested sometimes in seeing things I don't know in mm-hmm. a fair. I don't think for me a fair isn't a place to transact on a new discovery. I think the timeline for that is too quick. But Luis Strina had a really interesting um, mid-career Brazilian artist whose name I'm rapidly trying to look up. It was one of the first things I saw. And I'm pretty sure I took a picture of the wall label, but maybe not. Anyway, uh, that was nice. Uh, Magdalena Jernick. Mm-hmm. Jitrick, um, who's a Sao Paulo-based artist. Like, I love to see something like that. Totally new practice, really bold, interesting, fantastic-looking paintings. Um, I thought there was some great um, Korean art. A fantastic Sean Landers on the booth of, of Capitan Petzl yep. um, that I thought was incredible. Matthew Marks looked incredibly tasteful. I thought by Gagosian standards, it was a relatively unpacked and well-executed booth of, of their of their their names um they can sometimes overdo it i think that the booth was at least partly designed by carol bavet which Correct. i thought was interesting yeah, she chose a paint color and, mm-hmm. and some other layout choices um you know obviously the sarah lucas car from yeah, sadie that, coles was <laughs> banging i mean that was that was an obvious highlight for me an incredible um, alvaro barrington that sold mm-hmm. in the opening uh hours of the fair um he obviously also has a show here that's quite good um, i uh, yeah i'm excited to see i'm gonna get out to pontin tomorrow and i saw some deals like i was like i saw an amazing sheila hicks and like it's just like it looks so fresh and and new and important um i think a real shout out would have to go to the newly renamed no longer and this is hard for me to say um no longer blum and poe gallery but just the blum gallery um which they just reannounced their rebranding and their new space in Tribeca. They had an incredible show of the work of Lonnie Holly, mm-hmm. um, who's an incredible self-taught artist, who's also a, a dope musician, um, folk kind of storyteller, Rick on tour, just an incredible figure, and some has been known for these kind of folk art as sculptures for a long time, and is making some, I think, really dynamic and well-priced paintings. I thought that was a standout booth for me. Really, really great. Yeah, Lonnie Holly, uh, long, long-time hero I, from Atlanta, I believe. I think Alabama. I'm not sure. Yeah, really, right. tr- like a really tough upbringing, like an upbringing like mm. you wouldn't wish on anyone. I just remember I went to the High Museum in Atlanta uh, early 2021, and there was a lot of work by Lonnie Holly there, and it really did a good job of contextualizing it within the High Museum, which is, I think, one of the most remarkable American museums. Um, so that that's kind of where my mind went. I'm not sure. Are you here to Friday night? Yeah. You know that Lonnie's doing a musical performance. That's right. Yeah. Which... I would, if I were going to be here, I would definitely make sure to take that. And it's also two artists making music two nights in a row. I mean, there's a story right there, Bobby. Yeah, that, that that's that's not a bad narrative. What else did we see that we really liked? Um, I mean, there was there was obviously a lot. I really enjoyed the the Hugh Hayden work at uh, Listen Gallery's booth. Oh my god, that Hugh Hayden was so incredibly good and so interesting on so many so many levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I also um, really liked it was, uh, at Carlos Ishikawa, an artist I'd met at their dinner in London, but I'd never seen the work. I was introduced to the work, and I'm gonna mispronounce this name, but Labasi Ka, mm-hmm. um, who's the artist that. Um, that was discovered uh, by um, Oscar Murillo, um, and his paintings were sublime. Mm. Really incredible work. It was great to be introduced to that practice. Very cool. Um, I saw some great uh, works on paper by Samuel Hindolo in the back room of Buchholz Gallery that I thought were just really excellent. I'm, I'm super into everything that Sam is working on right now. 
Um, and pe- people were transacting, by the way, across the value. People seemed generally really happy. Um, I didn't. I can't say that that was the case with everyone who was exhibiting at the Freeze Art Fair mm-hmm. um, that I spoke to. Um, but people seemed. I'm sure there, there's always going to be cranky dealers at a at an art fair. Um, yeah, that's the nature of the beast. I we'll get into this, but at the event that we were both at last night, a number of people came up to me. Maybe because like they 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 want me to get this vibe, you know, because I'm going to be writing something about this week. But they came up to me and they were like, "I was just at dinner with X dealer, wide collector. Everyone is happy. Everyone got what they wanted. People are really psyched on Paris. I mean, like that's I, I that's got, just the mood. Like I, that, I got that, that vibe too. I know with you, people could be trying to work the refs a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's going to be more true to life with me. And and people seemed seemed generally happy. I mean. We'll We'll see it's a it's incredible it's incredible that with everything and all the sadness and madness and economic and uncertainty that is going on in the world that there was a packed art fair full of people transacting yesterday feels um not discordant but special and incredible like, yeah and, and in a way surprising um, i mean you know culture you know continues on and i know that it's an art fair things are for sale but it's the anchor of a week in paris where there's so many incredible museum shows that you know are are brought together not just by you know the museums but like you know the state and the galleries and everyone coming together to support these exhibitions is i think a huge display of of cultural uh power you know 100 percent, 100 uh last night um I kind of ran around, had to come back here actually and send some emails to clients and do some some housekeeping. You went, I presume, to the opening of one Anna Wyant at the I, I did, Gallery. But you, you know what I did before then, which was really fun? I don't. I went to the Heming- to Bar Hemingway in the Ritz with my father. Went to, to see Papa's Bar with, with Papa. I love that for you. Which is really I love great. that for him and you. We got uh, something that uh, it's almost an indescribable cocktail. It's called the Clean Dirty Martini. It is just a uh, a big glass of of gin and in it is a frozen cube of vermouth with an olive in the center of it and it melts as you're drinking it which uh sounds very strange and kind of like chefy or something but like the way they do it there is very unpretentious and uh it's just a, a really incredible cocktail and being in that space i know it's like a little touristy whatever i love it it's great you know you have like all these photos of, 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 of Hemingway and, and the letters that he wrote at the, at the Ritz and the story about him liberating the bar after World War II. I mean, like, you know, it's 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 That's my history, shit. man. That's it's history. my shit. Guess like, what? You know, I, I was there for a period last night, too. Yeah. I was hoping you and your dad would still be there, but I think <laughs> I was a little bit later. We didn't get there until 8. Oh, okay. Yeah, we just left. I, yeah. I peeked around. I got in, and I was like, yeah. oh, I'd love to see them here. Ah, damn. Um, well, you were at the Anna Wyant show, which is yep. what it is. Uh-huh. I, I, Anna, you know, old friend, and... um. You know, there was a little cocktail reception at the gallery before. A lot of people were in attendance. Klaus Biesenbach was there. Joel Messler was there. Um, a, a number of Gagosian employees, of course. Um, and then there was a, a little dinner at the Ritz afterward. Quite elegant. Um, I, uh, you know, really wonderful, wonderful space to have a dinner. Small dinner. Um, afterward, there was, you know, obviously cocktails and steaks. And then afterward, there was a uh, ice cream station and a uh, cheese station, uh, which I, I found was a quite elegant dessert. Mm-hmm. Um, so while you were doing that, as I said, I, I went with my friends Antonio and Carla, uh, as well as Fallon to the Paris bar um, for a cheeky little uh, drink. Uh, they do have Diet Coke there in a glass bottle, which I'm appreciative of. Um, and that's some, you know, they're great hoteliers uh, and like hanging out with them in a city like Paris is great, especially because they're, you know, he is, speaks perfect French, of course, because mm-hmm. he's a, a host with the most. Um, they have a little, little hotel called Le Serenus, uh Shout out Le Serenus. 
down in Italy. And so that was super, super fun to be with them. And then we went to a dinner hosted by the Societe Gallery at perhaps one of the nicest private homes I've ever seen. Certainly I haven't seen many in Paris. So it was definitely, definitely um, uh, incredibly here. This woman, Helene Neugen-Bahn, mm -hmm. uh, who's been having a bit of a PR run. So you can Google her up. She's got a great house in London too, it seems like. But this house was so elegant. It, it was right by the fair, whatever that neighborhood is, mm -hmm. um, in this incredible building, you know, through the classic courtyard. And then it's like a tri-level space. We were on just the public entertaining level. Um, we had works by Anselm Kiefer, Christopher Wool, um, wow. again, Stephen Shear. Um, uh, our friend Harold Ankart had a massive painting in there. I'm missing a bunch. Wow. Um, Pierre Solange, um, you know, it was pretty incredible. That's really cool. Heavy food, love to see it. Like I had some like raw crudite, which I, my body was crying out for vegetables. That was great. Mm. Uh, it was Italian themed and I was with Italians and they were totally okay with it. They were like, this is great. A uh, huh. little veal uh, tonado, you know, just as an app. Oh, don't don't tell me there's veal tonado. There's veal tonado, but then, oh, they, then fold out by my an, weakness. an incredible... Uh, uh, duo of different risottos uh, with an eggplant kind of like cooked down in tomato sauce i forget the name of it incredible incredible wow um i actually overdid it on like the breadsticks and the tomato because i didn't i thought that was dinner and i was like okay with that i had no problem with it but there was a there was a hot portion as well um got to chat up with the hostess a bit chit-chatting and tony introduced himself of course she's like oh i'm a frequent you know like they you know she, she knows the hotel she's been there of course um so that was special and then we hightailed it and eventually met up with you at the post party for the gugosian dinner mm -hmm. um, right uh down the alleyway <laughs> alleyway of the Blossman Dome. Um, uh, there is an incredible Urs Fischer sculpture uh, installed in the center of the Blossman Dome. Historically, they always have a work there. Um, uh, some memorable ones include the Paul McCarthy butt plug that was up there a few years ago. I don't yep. know if you remember that. Yep. Uh, the French uh, <laughs> didn't. Did, there was some uproar. I can't even remember. I think I the, French, like the French would love that. The French loved it. Some people the didn't like was it. They were like, it's not big enough. Right. The butt plug wasn't big. Right. Of course. Um, but yeah, so there's a party that was for Urs. Um, I, I caught up with Urs a little bit earlier in the week at uh, Karma, did a nice little dinner. Um, so great to see him as always. Uh, shout out Urs. And yeah, I think that everyone was in attendance at this party. There was some dancing going on. Um, yeah, it was a weird party, but it was perfect. Everyone was there. Yeah, everyone was You didn't was need there. to worry if you're at the right party. Everyone was there. Mm -hmm. you know, I saw Luik there. I saw Max. I mean, I just saw everyone that's in town made it to that party. Yep. Um, mostly kind of hang out in the smoking court yard after a while i realized like where did everyone go it wasn't even a quarter the, like the entire sort of front part of the party was the smoking section yeah yeah so um i didn't really get out there until i was on my way back to the uber and i stayed out late man i was oh, yeah. there to like 12 30 quarter one mm -hmm. um and i was one of the you know i didn't feel like i was leaving i felt like i was leaving early from the party they were totally. still going i woke up without ingesting any mind-altering substances uh i woke up feeling hungover this morning bro you know what uh you know i should have been hungover today given the uh, amount of scotch that i drank at the ritz uh but you know feeling great ready to f to hit paris for another day or two i i i honestly maybe it's because my family is here but i don't want to go home you know i love i'm loving it here um all right you know I i'm looking at the time here and that's but we basically covered it all. There's so much to see. I'm gonna go. I have my time ticket to the Rothko exhibition. Mm -hmm. That's in just like 40 minutes. I know it's gonna be a schlep over there because um, I need to get back to town. There's a couple little auctions tonight, which may or may not be why I had to extend my trip. Um, so I got to get my head right for that. Um, mm -hmm. So we're gonna sign off here. 
Nate, this is a two by two coming up this weekend. Go online to the two by two website. There's a bunch of incredible works up for auction. I'm sure there are. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my plugs in, bro. We'll, we'll recap all the Dallas action. I won't be there, unfortunately, this year. I had a blast last year. Uh, we'll hear all about it next week on Notre Bene. That's it from us in Paris. Notre, Notre Bene, Bene out. out.